Don't stop. Keep walking. Damn it! Let me go! Oh! bastard! I paid him a fortune for this! Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two ghosts tune some other language. Dudes, in there, there it is. Talk about anime. Every hair on his body is on end. It's Bill. I used to know how to count to ten in Korean. Do you remember how to count to two? Uh-uh. Oh. Nope. Okay. And they're always watching me. They are. Always. I mean, Students? Yeah, probably. I'm Andy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, do we have the Wi-Fi password for uh, Josh's camera? Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, hey, guy. <laughs> How's it going? Then they always be watching the him. That's true. Them. Mm, yeah. Eh. Eh. I'm okay. Ah, no Josh. Shock. <laughs> but we're here. <laughs> but we're here to talk about Wolves' Reign, regardless, because we are almost at the end of the series, and we're gonna get it done. Not counting the OVA, but we're almost done with the actual original series. We've got this one and two more to go before we're done with this, and then we'll do the three or four OVAs. But I mean, we're getting there. We're getting there with Wolves' Reign, and today we've got one episode for you. We're gonna talk about episode twenty-four, Scent of a Trap. Things happen. Things so, do. So it's a single episode. It is a single episode. Things do happen, and a lot of things do happen. It, it jumps around a lot. It's one of those kind of episodes. But before we get into that, it's time for nerd news. Nerd news. Yeah! Uh, I'll start with big news. Pokemon Gen 8, the new Pokemon game, which if you've been following at all, which you haven't, nope. uh, it will be coming out on the Switch. Not on the hand, old handheld systems, the 3DS, which that is, makes sense. Which does makes perfect sense. Um, the last Pokemon to come out was Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, and that was a redone version of Pokemon Yellow. We've so talked was, about that. That wasn't even the most recent original one, right? Correct. Uh, the most recent original one. Well, okay, the one before that actually wasn't original either because it was Pokemon Sun. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which was a redo of Sun and Moon, just changing some story elements. Even the original ones aren't that original, are they? No, not so much. I mean, okay. really, honestly. But uh, they, the brand new game is going to be coming out this year, 2019, and Pokemon fans have been very excited for it, especially because, not to say that the last games that did come out on the Switch, the Let's Go ones were bad, because I enjoyed them, um, but a lot of people were like, I want real Pokemon, I want new Pokemon, I want a new world, I want new Pokemans to catch, new starters, Hoo-ah! updated graphics. Okay. Okay, so, the reason I'm bringing it up is, it probably won't be out until like November, but there have been some r- rumblings and rumors that we could get our first look at the next gen this coming week. The reason being, number one, a Nintendo Direct happened a little bit ago, and no, Pokemon was not at the Nintendo Direct at all, uh, where they showcased a whole bunch of new games coming up. Um, Pokemon was not one of those. But on the Pokemon Twitter, they dropped 
several days ago a random one minute video where it's like welcome to Kanto, which is like the name of the first region or whatever or the original okay. games. And it's just like here's some facts about Kanto and everyone was like, "Ugh, what does this mean?" And then the next day it's like welcome to I think it's Sinnoh. I can't remember, I can't remember all the names of them, but like essentially every game is set in a different place. Okay. So like and it was like a one minute video and people are like this is weird. Why are they going in order of like giving us information about all these in these weird videos? And the next day was the third game and information about its city. And people did some math and re- really, real quick and realized, oh, by the time they get to the eighth, which we have not learned anything about yet, they could drop an, a video about the eighth on what is considered to be Pokemon Day. Right. Um, actually, I don't know who came up with that, but apparently the 27th of February is Pokemon Day. Don't oh, know. Okay. I, I don't know why. I don't know if that was like an anniversary of like when the first games came out in Japan or something. But apparently, this Pokemon Day, someone decided. Someone at Nintendo or whatever decided that. Okay. So apparently, if we are to, uh, unless they're really trolling us, that trend means that on the twenty seventh of February, we will be getting information about the brand new Pokemon game. Which, if they follow the trend of the videos, we'll know the name of the location. We'll get some, like, pictures and visuals of what the game might look like in that location. So by the time somebody's listening to this, we'll find, we'll know for sure. We'll know for sure. So I'm, I'm definitely really excited about that. Sure, I might be posting a video over at the Questionable Endeavor Network at questendnetwork.com about the video if it drops. And if it doesn't, well, it's one big troll, and that makes me sad. So, yes, yes, that's exactly what, exactly what it would sound like. Are there any troll Pokemon? I don't think there's any troll Pokemon. You're asking me? I don't know. I don't think so. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. You'll you'll know next next time around uh, that we do some nerd news, whether it happened or not. So uh, that's what I'm excited about. What are you excited about nerd-wise these days? Well, mine's already a little bit dated. Okay, that's fine. But we did have Toy Fair. New York Toy Fair. Okay. Is this like the Comic-Con of toys? Kind of. Okay. It's really more of a trade show. Okay. Got you. But it's, I mean, a convention too. Yeah. Uh, so, like, fans are able to go to this? Right. Okay. And one of the really cool new things is we got our first look at Hasbro's version of Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. Remember, I remember a while back, we uh, that was a bit of nerd news at one point, where yep. Hasbro was going to take over Power Rangers. We, at the time, had, had been postulating whether they were just going to pick up with whatever the newest line is as far as, like, the new shows. I think we knew then... What Did they, we know? What they were going to do. Yeah. Okay, I guess I, I guess I don't remember. I thought we were kind of, like, guessing at the time. They... A while ago, they had announced that they're going to actually jump backwards quite a bit. I oh. think five or six years, okay. I think, at this point. Uh, as far as, like, the Japan release? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. To a Japanese series known as Go Busters. Not to be confused with Go Bots. Right. Which is also funny, because it's Hasbro doing this. Right. Okay. They're calling the American one Beast Morphers, and we got looks at the, uh, the Go Busters mech, some of the new toys... So the the Zord, essentially, The right? Zords, yeah. Okay. The Megazord. What's interesting is all three components of the Megazord, and then the auxiliary stuff, because there are mm-hmm. some auxiliaries, too. They're all going to be sold individually at a $20 price point. Okay, that's not terrible. They Depending about how big they are. Yeah. They all individually transform. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Okay, well, that's nice. I mean, that's a Hasbro thing right there. Yep. So we've seen the, the Red Cheetah. Okay. That can turn into a humanoid warrior mode, mm-hmm. and it can turn into a sports car. Oh, neat. Triple changer. Yep. The the red one's a triple changer. Okay. There's a blue bus that turns into a gorilla. That's an odd combination. Okay. And a yellow helicopter that turns into a rabbit. Also an odd combination. That forms the... Those three form the Megazord. Okay. And then we have a stag beetle and a rhinoceros beetle. 
uh-huh. that turn into a jet and a crane. And how do they attach with the Zord, or do they? They they both will attach to create a larger Zord. Okay. Um, they also attach together into a Megazord, I believe. Cool. How big are these things that we're talking? Like, compare it to like a Transformer toy, like to give me scale. I'm get, or like even to the old, like the old original Zords. I think we're looking at probably um, a Voyager class Transformer size. Okay. I'm guessing the gorilla is bigger than the rabbit, um, but I think that's what kind of kind of where we're Voyager to leader class is kind of what we're looking at okay. size wise. And they're all going to be twenty bucks. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. And then the other side of that too, more exciting for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did see the the action figures and some of the other uh, role play toys and such. But yeah, yeah. We've also seen the full lineup, uh, and it's on pre order now of the Lightning Collection. And is this being produced by Hasbro? Yes. Okay. When uh, Bandai was doing the Legacy Collection, mm-hmm. this is kind of Hasbro's version of the Legacy Collection. Yeah. They're calling it the Lightning Collection. Okay. And they're of the same face printing technology and scale as. Star Wars Black Series, Marvel Legends. Yeah. Um, the Lightnings will now be another one of those. The full lineup includes Tommy as a White Ranger. Which is badass. Yeah, he, he looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it has Tommy's interchangeable head. Right, so you can with have helmet. him with, with helmet without helmet. Yep. And Saba, obviously. Uh, we're going to get, I think his name is Tyler, the Red Dino Charge Ranger. Okay. Doesn't mean much to me. Not neither. We're getting Lord Zed. Which is, uh, that's kind of cool. Looks really cool. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. We're getting Anubis Doggy Kruger, the uh, mm-hmm. Shadow Ranger from SPD, which just being Anubis and having a dog head, I think I may have to pick yeah, him up. Yeah, you may have to pick him up. I watched a little SPD. So. Yeah. And then we're seeing, as a GameStop exclusive, Goldar. Which is cool. Yep. I'm all for that. So, yeah. With, that's, with wings. Which is amazing. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So we have a lot of really cool things uh, that came out of that. Related to one of your favorite things. Yeah. Which is awesome. Any dates or no? Like, as far as, like, when they'll hit? Well, pre-orders are up right now on Big Bad Toy Store, which is yes. kind of my source. That is your source. That is where you get your stuff. And they're saying estimated arrival is second quarter of 2019. Okay. So, summer-ish. Spring-ish. Spring. Spring. Yeah. Yep. Spring. Okay. Very cool. Nice. Uh, I don't think there's anything else that I needed to talk about. Anything else you can think of? I don't think especially, no. Okay, well, I guess that means it's time to raise our heads to the moon and let out a howl and feast upon the blubber of a whale or, no, a walrus. There he did that. Yeah, for, for ages and then, and, then, and then walk through the city forever. You just made a quizzical look. I did. I guess it's time to talk about some wolves and shit. Wolf shit. Wolf shit. Let's talk about some wolf shit, it's Bill. Made out of walrus. Hey, Bill. What are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing, but it's your turn. I'm concerned. I'm trying a new voice. I don't think we should do that. Okay, well, let's not do it anymore. All right, Bill. Send us into this wonderful narrative that is called Wolf's Reign. Well, we start out with Hige running around with a migraine, and he's being chased by Jagra's guards. Yes, which is a recap. From our last episode. They yep, give us, the like, way- the last minute or so. Yep. Anyway, Jagger's Gestapo remarked that he's just number 23. Yeah, no big deal. And there's no other ones with him. Nah. So they just leave. Which is still bothers me. They're just like, oh, he's 23. They look at his collar for some reason, and they're like, eh. And even Hige notes it. Yeah. He's like, why? He's just confused on camera. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That camera thing is going to come back to haunt him a little bit later. Yep. We cut over to Cher's boobs. <laughs> oh, the security chips. That's what we're looking at. Uh, yes. Yes, Bill. That's that's exactly what I was like. Wait, what? Tell me that wasn't a little fan service. No, that was a little fan service. I can definitely see them doing that. Uh, she and Blue walk in all cool while some dude with a fake ID gets TSA treatment. Yeah, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was confused. I was confused at first because I'm like, they're walking, and then the guy behind's walking. There's a beep, and they're like, just keep going. And I'm like, wait, uh, did did theirs go off? And then they're just gonna like let that guy take the take the heat for it. But no, because the dude's like, I, I thought mine was real. Yeah. I spent so much money. I spent a lot of money on this. <laughs> they're putting on the rubber gloves. Oh yeah, that uh, essentially what is going down. They talk back and forth a little bit about how uh, clean and antiseptic the city is. Yeah. But I think, not, not in a good way. No, it's, it's, I think, I don't know if it's in this scene or a later scene, I think uh, Blue even connects it or relates it to it by saying, it's not human. Like, something isn't human. I think that's Tobaway later says that. Is it? Oh, I know one of Some, them does. Someone says, says it's it, not yeah. human, and that was I thought it was an interesting line. Yep. So after the theme song... Stray! <laughs> oh my god, I died. <laughs> We see Jagra's spooky castle and the soldiers. But it doesn't exist. Nobody knows about it, at least. Yes, as we'll see in a little bit. And then that bitch starts up a stovetop burger. <laughs> Direct quote. <laughs> yeah, wait, can we talk about this thing? Yeah. Like, that was really, her role in this episode is really weird. Like, all she's doing is, she's grilling out, and yep. then she, like, spins in a circle for, like, two hours. She's really weird. She's extremely weird. I wasn't sure if, like, they were just grilling up another wolf, and she was just, like, trying to, like, like soak in the, the scent, you know? It's like, it's like think, when you go out and you grill with charcoal, yeah. and you come in, you're like, oh, I smell like charcoal, and everything is great, and, like, burnt meat. So if you just, like, rolled over the steak for a while. Yeah, yeah. essentially. Okay, that's that's what's going on. Okay, I just want to make sure. That's what I thought. Okay, fair enough. You're probably right. It's your review. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to you. Sume and Kiba walk along. Yeah. And Sume's just bitching, and Kiba's bitching about his bitching. But then they have this kind of cute. Because, like, they bitch like they normally do, and then Kiba's like, well, then leave. And Sumi's like, you're not getting all the fun. Right. And I'm like, oh, what what a bro moment. They finally start to connect. They do. It's pretty good. We got the towboy who whines that he's lost and there's nothing smells. Yeah. And that was about it. Like, yeah, that's it. Like, we're, we're cutting a lot in this episode. We are. There's a lot of this, like, jump, jump, jump. It is. Well, it's not as bad as some episodes that jump, but a lot of it is just like, this character, what's he doing? He's whining. What's this character doing? They're whining. Mm-hmm. Cut to Hige. He's whining about his headache. <laughs> yeah, he's not doing well. No. He's a, he's a hot mess. The headache seems to be being made worse by bells ringing and the cameras. Okay, so well, I was confused by the bells ringing. Like, where are these bells ringing? Is it like, sort of like, there's just every hour there's bells ringing in the town? Is it... They don't really explain it to yeah, us. Yeah, they don't really. I don't know if he's just like I wonder it. if it's really high-pitched. Oh, maybe. Beacon. Oh yeah, maybe like, it's the like humans can't hear it at all, and the the wolves are being bothered by it or brainwashed by it. Yeah, that that would make sense, especially it, in a town where they're trying to be free of wolves. Maybe he's been conditioned, yeah, to react to those bells. Okay, those so that pitch. way they know, yeah, like if one of those things get out or something. Which, well, spoiler, we're gonna get there, right? Well, I mean, if he's number twenty three, you'd think there's twenty two of something else then probably. Right. Blue and Cher are confused too. Mm -hmm. uh, the city seems to be purposely confusing. And inhuman. That's where they say it's inhuman. Yes. And when they try to find directions to the keep, everyone seems to think it doesn't exist. Yeah, like... like you alluded to earlier. Yeah, Cher stops some random old woman, and it's like, hey, um, how do you get to the keep? And she's yeah, what like... what bus goes to the keep? And she's like, no bus does. There is no keep. And it's just like, huh. 
There is no key. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> well, the one thing Jagra didn't plan on is that a cat decides to help them. Okay, so we have talked before about other animals in this. Like, we saw the... The owl, the horse. The lynx thing. Yeah, the serval. Yeah. There's... They oh, boy, have... talked about tur- talking to the crows. Yeah. So, like, there are moments, like, oh, these other animals can talk. And we actually see, aside from, like, the owl, you know, uh, and the and the weird cat thing, like, a house cat now. Yep. Which is really weird. And, you know, did you notice the house cat was wearing an ID tag? I think I did, yeah. Which is interesting. So, like, even animals in the town have to wear ID tags. I guess it makes sense if, like... You know, like blue, a dog. You know, like so you don't, you, yeah. don't, you, you know, register. it's not a wolf. Yeah, you gotta register your pets. Yeah, that's interesting. I th- I thought it was a small, little, interesting, like visual thing they did. He tells them that everyone here is zombies, um, essentially. Yeah, and they only worry about their own meaningless existence. Do you think there's any social commentary in this? I think there might be, because like, there's the city. How old is this though? Um, two thousand, early two thousands. It may be too early for the social commentary to really be taken hold. Yeah, like cell phones and social media right. and this sort of like... But even back then, I guess maybe maybe starting there's to. starting to... A and we don't know bit. what Japan was like at the time. True. I mean, they could have been a little more ahead of the, the game, you know, with, with regards to some of that. You right. Know? Yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting... Just interesting that, like, I thought there might have been some, some sort of, like, hidden message there. Like, they're trying to kind of, like, make some bigger deal out of it. But either way, essentially, no one seems to know what's going on. So anyway, he leads them to his owner's bookstore. Yeah. Um, and Cher immediately thinks the best thing she can get from here is a map. That's not a bad idea. The older man is a former outsider. Yep, they drop that information. Outlander. <laughs> Outlander. And he does have a map that shows the keep in the middle of the city. He's surprised that anyone wants a map. Yeah. Because he's like, why would anyone care about finding things? Also, you think they could have figured that out. I mean, it's in the middle of the city, mm-hmm. and it's tall. Yeah, just look... Look up, yeah, get up. Okay. I mean, yeah, maybe they would have preferred to take a bus to it. Right. But Blue can, like, jump up really high. They could she, have walked. Well, I'm sure. I mean, even if they couldn't see it, like, in the city streets, she could get up at a high vantage point to well, find it. Well, and with a map, can... all they're going to do is walk. Yeah, that's true. I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's exactly what they're doing. However, the map also does show the source of the city's power, the Moonlight Crucible. Now, is that... I'm assuming that's a the cool thing... A band name? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it, it oh, really honestly is. I assume that's the thing that they were turning, like, the the charcoal girl. That's got to be what that is. I guess. Maybe. I mean, like, you think of a crucible, something that, like, burns down things and, like, to melt down metal and, and shit. You yeah. Know? So, like, it was this weird little ornate fire thing that she's dancing around. Probably? I guess. Again, it's been a while since yeah. I've watched through the whole series. And I'm not so. sure. Yeah. Anyway, in the city, nobody talks about this band. Because um, they're all hipsters. <laughs> God damn it. And they don't want the Moonlight Crucible to go mainstream. Uh, yeah. Cher tries to shape the old man into caring about the future and the world outside. But he just says that he's used to living here and being happy. Yeah. This is what the cat pipes in too, right? Yep. Cat's like, he's a liar. Fuck that guy. Because <laughs> well, he's a cat. I was just about to say, because he's a fucking cat. And that's how <laughs> cats roll. Like, fuck that guy. He just is slowly losing it, but, like, he, he, yeah, he doesn't fully buy into it. Yeah. And Blues just tells him how lucky he is to have an owner at all. Yeah, that was a weird little moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it kind of ties in. Speaking of, we got the Quint. Oh, yeah, that guy. And then back to Toboy. Yeah. Okay, so, so the Quint, the Quint moment was literally, he just walks. Yeah. He's walking down the street. He looks disoriented. He stops in an alley. He takes a drink. He looks up. A little fuzzy bit of 
in the animation to show that he's drunk. Yep. That's about it. That's it. Yep. And then Hillboy is up on a buttress. Yes. And we find out he's actually over Quint's head. Yeah. Toboy, as adorable as he is in this scene, is like so happy. He's yeah. like, oh, he's alive! Because no, the old guy made it. Yeah, because, you know, that was, if we remember back a while, I can't remember what episode it was, um, but he was left out in the desert and yeah. he sent the other dog. He sends, he sends Eek and his yeah. people. Oh, yeah, him. I forgot Eek, yes. Uh, out to essentially go check on him. And yeah, so he's like really excited. And, and then Quint draws on him. He's <laughs> not excited. <laughs> Quint is not happy. This does not go over well. Yeah, so he gets foes. Mm-hmm. Back to Hige. And he's really the real dumbass of this episode. He super is. Because his plan is run through the streets screaming. Yeah. While staring directly into every camera. Yep. Yeah. Fucking weird. Not so sure Toboy is the worst character. I'm starting to really re-question myself here. Toboy was not as terrible the second t- the second viewing of this anime. And Hige's worse. Hige's worse. Yeah, that's exactly. And Kiba's worse. Kiba's worse. Sume's better. Sume's like, better. Yeah. Like, that's kind of how I'm viewing this anime a second time around. Yeah. Yeah. Sume does smell something. And then a door drops down between them. See, is that what happened? Because it was really weird. It was it, like a... That's my best guess what happened. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was it was that or like some weird like magic thing. In fact, I wrote right here. They didn't animate that. Yeah, they they totally didn't. He's like, just like, I smell something. And they're like, oh, we're not together anymore. Yeah, Kiba turns his head and then turns back. And literally, he's not there. They can hear each other. Yep. And Kiba doesn't seem too upset about it. He's like, oh, I guess we'll just go both yeah. go in the same direction. The same direction right. still. We do find out, too, that the something that Sume smelt was flowers. Yes. Absolutely. That is important to note. Cut back to Jagura cooking. Yes, she's got her weird crucible and the flames and there's smoke rising and yeah. So we get some more crap about Cher asking why wolves like Cheza. She's a paradise flower. Opens the way. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Same crap. We find out that Blue and Quint are from Curios. Right. Apparently he's one of the cities. Yep. Cher doesn't have a place to go either. So she's also on the Congo line of paradise. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a song by the Moonlight Crucible. I, <laughs> I uh, really want to just create an album art for this with like the names of all the songs on the back. Like yeah. this, this sounds amazing. But oh, some cops see them. Oh, and they question where they're from. Yeah, they, it's, it's uh, good they're... that we just found out the blue is from Curios because she says, "I'm from Curios. That's my point of origin." <laughs> Continuity. And she rolls a one on deception. Yeah, because the soldiers are all like, "Huh, yep. Curios? Huh? huh? We burnt that down." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she does not take this well. Specifically, they burn it down for harboring a pack of wolves. Yeah, which. Gets her head turning, because again, as we know from earlier flashbacks in the anime, she thinks everything was burnt down because of wolves themselves. Because that's what Quint thinks. Yeah, because Quint believes that to be true. Because he sees wolves when the city's on fire. Absolutely. So now we're starting to think maybe the wolves... One of the wolves got a little freaky with a local dog, and that's where Blue came from. Yeah. Yeah. And they just got foed when Mm -hmm. Jagra's troops burnt the city down. Yep. So, Blue fucks up these elite wolf hunters. Oh, yeah, they, they do not stand a chance. <laughs> and Cher just, like, makes a little bit of an assist. Yeah, she kind of, like, grabs one of their guns and, yep. like, tugs on it for a little while, and that's about it. Uh, Blue bolts, and she gets separated from Cher. I want to just say, though, that scene where she first strikes with that uppercut, mm-hmm. fuck, that's an amazing bit of animation. Oh, like, it's... She just cracks the shit out of that is. guy's jaw. It is. So good. I don't... And then, I also want to notice, or note, too, that, like, those helmets that they have, when they pull the visors down, they can actually sense when a human or a wolf is in human form because they can see the wolf instead of the human, yep. which I thought was really cool. Yep. Cool piece of technology. But they're kind of useless because she does 
destroy them. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, she is not to be fucked with. But Blue is happy that the wolves aren't to blame. Yeah, she's very cheery. Yeah, and she runs right into Hige. And a break card. Ah! Hey everyone, short episode, short break card. Hope you're enjoying the episode and just wanted to give you a couple quick reminders. Things like checking out our Patreon, patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. You can find all kinds of great stuff there, including bonus episodes. We've got some more stuff coming down the line for that, so definitely go check that out. We've been releasing new show notes from Season 3. That should be wrapping up pretty quickly, actually, before we put on some stuff for this season of Wolf's Reign and some bonus season stuff. So go check that out. We would appreciate it. You can support us by downloading and following our show on places like iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. And we also have a YouTube channel. And you can search for that on YouTube.com. Search for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG. Our next episode will be coming out pretty soon for that. And yeah, go check out the Questionable Endeavor Network as well, questendnetwork.com. I want to keep this short, sweet, and get back to our review of Wolfsrain. Hopefully next time around, Josh will be back, so that way we can do his review. As much as I love the show, I'm ready to kind of see what Bill's got planned for Season 5, so that'll be coming up pretty quick. Thank you, as always, for all your support, and let's get back to our review of Wolfsrain. We're back from the break card. Break Ocardo? Stop it. And uh, so she runs into Hige, I believe we were saying before the break. Yep. She was all happy that wolves aren't to blame for the destruction of her city, Kyrios. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She is definitely really giddy. Like, she's, yeah, she is. Like, like, for just getting separated from Cher, her, 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 her best girlfriend, and then now she's stuck on these streets by herself. Yep. She's like, oh, thank God, I'm happy. And she runs right into Hige, and that's immediately like, hey, guess what? <laughs> We didn't do it. And he obviously is in a different state of mind. Yeah. He does not care. Yeah, he's looking to bolt on his pack and Cheza and just get the hell out of the city. Mm-hmm. He's having a complete paranoid breakdown. Yes. And just wants her, lets her offers to let her go with him because she's right there. Right. And then literally like kind of forces her to go. Like he flips his shit and just like grabs her arm. Yep. We cut the Jagra's launch exploding into a mushroom cloud, which she thinks is the funniest thing that's ever happened. Is this where she starts spinning in circles? I think so. Okay. It's fucking weird. Uh, you know, what's really cool about, like, later on, like, because like, every time we see her from now on, the rest of the episode, she's spinning and spinning and, and spinning joyously. But when she stops spinning, there's this really cool animation where, like, that, like, sort of sweeping force, and, like, she uh-huh. stops and all of it, like, wraps around her tightly. Yep. And I thought that was a really cool visual. It looks good. It, it looks very good. I mean, this show always looks She's good. She's batshit crazy. Oh, she's nuts. Well, maybe maybe wolf meat is an aphrodisiac. Or a psychoactive. That is possible. She's finding paradise her own way. Right. That's yeah. how wolves get you to paradise. And that's how... <laughs> you smoke them. <laughs> that's how wolves get you to paradise. It's probably going to be the title. All right. Is it going to be, that's how wolves get you to paradise, comma, you smoke them? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> we go back to Toboy, who thinks he's got a clue where he is, but I doubt it. No. And then to Kiba. He thinks he found uh, Sume, but again, no. It's just a whole platoon of wolf cops. So, this is where things get really frantic. We jump back and forth. I love that, like, when you mentioned Toboy a minute ago, when he's lost, we start with him just falling over. Yep. Like, he just falls on his face in the street, and he's like, I don't know where I am. <laughs> what the fuck? 
Yeah, but yeah, Kiba finds the guards. He's yeah, that's not good. No. And they cut the Hige, who says it's all his fault. Yep, things are his fault. Suddenly, we hear a howl, and Blue says it's Towboy. Who cannot howl. Who doesn't howl, so it can't be him. <laughs> nice. We both went there. Uh, Towboy is getting captured while Kira runs around the soldiers. Yeah, I was actually kind of sad. I'm like, oh, no. Yep. Towboy. Not as bad as he was. Not as bad as he was. Back to Sume, who's still wandering, and he comes across some freaky wolf taxidermy displays. Yeah, this is a fucking weird scene. And all the wolves are wearing collars just like Hige's. Yeah, with the exception, I think the letters are different. Because I think the one that he, like, like, they zoom in on is, like, the letter M instead of H. I'm not even sure they're supposed to be M's and H's. I think they're maybe supposed to just be, like... Like, like weird letters, like, weird, like, symbols or yeah, something Japanese like that. Japanese characters, maybe. Oh, you know, yeah, I guess like, that would make real sense. Real simplistic uh, number characters, or... I, I don't know Probably, exactly, but... yeah. But, yeah, it looks M-ish. M-ish, yeah. But there's, like, it's a room full of these things. It yeah. kind of reminds me of, uh... The, the co- Field Museum? Yeah. I was going to say The Collector. Oh, okay, yeah. Because, like, there's all these, like, weird pods with, like, weird things in them. I was just thinking the big taxidermy room. Oh, that too. Yeah, Yeah, I I could definitely see that. But it's it's creepy, and it creeps Sume out. Yeah, he gets, understandably, freaked out. Oh, yeah, disturbed. And then gets captured. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of that going on here. So the soldiers are actually getting some of their heat on Kiba. Mm -hmm. Um, But, of course, he makes the comeback and defeats them. Yep, that's pretty accurate. Although... The fight itself is pretty cool. Like, I think it's worth watching. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the fight sequence here. Because we don't get a lot of fight sequences. I mean, we do get fight sequences in anime, but they are somewhat They're sparse. usually very short, too. Yeah. They? And this one's pretty good. Although, it's one of those moments where it looks like he's about to, like, get killed. And then we see him later, like, like he's beat up. But apparently he just murdered an entire room of individuals. Right. <laughs> which is pretty fucked. And then Jagra calls to him as the wolf that was chosen by the flower. Yes. So he goes to her, mm-hmm. Anchesa, yeah, who is suspended in a green glowing ball. That's it. That's all. Yep. That's everything. That's that's the nat. That, Not the, everything. There's, the, there's an episode after. Well, this. there's two. There's two more. Well, there's there's six more. <laughs> but yeah, that was episode twenty-four. Scent of a trap. Yes, it's a wiener. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> uh, hey, Bill. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Every time. Uh, <laughs> tell us what you thought of this episode. It was pretty good. Like, we kind of spoiled it in the beginning. Things happened. Mm-hmm. We moved the plot along. Yeah. It got a little frantic there at the end, but it didn't feel... felt worse and more frantic reading it back than it felt watching it. Right. Good frantic. It was building up tension. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think... Again, I think this was so slow to start, but... Mm. I'm glad we're getting somewhere. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's a beautiful episode, just like any other... We've got all the characters together. We've got a, a bonkers villain that we're just... The villain part is weird. Like, with Darsha, I felt like we kind of got to know and understand what he was all about. Like, there there was there was more... Kind of, but he was whiny and sort of, like, emo-y. And we didn't True. really know what... We know what Jagger is about because she wants to eat the wolves. Like, that's pretty straightforward. It's straightforward, but it's also boring when in compared to, like... You know, with Darsha's story, Darsha is, there's there's this sort of, like, weird love story with this. And he, he's trying to get, he's essentially trying to save his love or, or get revenge or whatever to help, you know, bring his love back to him. Right. And there's something noble in that. It's the, like, when, like, we talk about our Lotus War episodes, you know, he's kind of like the Ashram. Right. Where Ashram is a character that is really interesting 
and because he like you can understand why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. And I think the same thing is true of Darsha. I don't really, aside from just the I'm evil, I want to rule everything, there's not a lot of depth to Jagara. There's not a lot of depth to her. But Darsha never got any traction either. He had a few moments where he did things. Yeah. But he never had any narrative traction. He kind of knew what he wanted, but he didn't know how he was going about it. Okay. I think Jagra is kind of the opposite. She wants to rule everything, and if everybody goes to paradise, she can't do it. So she's going to kill and eat all the way she can to stop it. Yeah. I'm not saying she's more interesting. I'm just saying at least she's ambitious. She's doing her thing. Yeah, everything lines up there. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a good episode. I'm It definitely, you know, brings up new questions. You know, what's up with the taxidermy room? You know, like, like what's going to happen to Kiba? Why is he... Well, obviously he's the chosen one of the flower. Uh, right. Uh, that makes sense, but like... What's going to happen between him and Jagra? What does Jagra have planned? I mean, is there something different aside from just eating Kiba? Makes you wonder. But we'll find out next time. Yeah, we will. When we review and talk about episode... This is all the further I went. Yes, episode 25 of Wolf's Rain, which is False Memories. Ayamachi no Kinoku. Thank you. And we'll get there next week, but uh, for now. But let's get out of here. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two wolves, they're also humans and dudes in their 30s. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I may have to work a full week next week. Talk, talk about anime. And they're always watching me. My name is Andy. Every hair on my body is standing on end. I'm Bill. Your body is ready. I didn't talk about that, nerd news. Aww. Reggie Fizeme from Nintendo is stepping down, is retiring, and no longer will be the president of of, uh, of Nintendo. Of oh, that Bowser guy! And now, and now, Doug Bowser's taking over, and that's amazing because the guy running Nintendo is named Bowser. Uh, but that's Bill. And hey, we'll see you next time. Redhead slut. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com/tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, check out other great shows like The Shadow Vein Podcast, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, The Reanimator Podcast, Hairless Pretenders, and our newest show, and sometimes their scotch. Come to me, wolf that was chosen by the flower.